Amen and thank God. Again, it's good to be here this morning. We thank and praise God for this opportunity, this preaching opportunity. It is something that we certainly do not take for granted. Understanding that being a spokesman for the Lord has an awesome responsibility. And I pray that my responsibility will be fulfilled this morning in your hearts. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn to the book of Psalms. We'll look at Psalm 34. <clears throat> 34 number of Psalms. I see here for the pages turning. Say amen when you have it. I'm reading your hearing, first seven verses, Psalm 34. And it reads, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all of my fears. And they looked unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all of his troubles, the angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him and delivered them. This morning I would like to speak from this thought. A praise from a cave. A praise from a cave. The psalmist here is none other than David. And notice that I did not say King David because David has not yet become king. David finds himself in a cave, in a dulum. He's in despair. He has been defeated. He has been dejected. And he finds himself in a very lonely place. Jacob, is, I mean, excuse me, David is caught between his expectation and the reality of where he is. All of us have great expectations. We wake up in the morning with expectations that things are going to go as we have them planned out. And even though David had a very clear plan for his life that had been instituted by God, he's still not walking in his purpose. For David finds himself after being anointed by Samuel to be the next king of all of Israel, finds himself at odds with the defunct king, King Saul. King Saul has become jealous of David and the success of David. David is a mighty warrior, and God has brought him up and brought him up through the ranks. 
God is bringing David up the right way. There are some things that David needs to learn by trial and by error. There's some things that he needs to learn through tragedy and pain. And much in the same way, it's the same way with us. There's some things that you're going to learn through tragedy. There's some things that you're going to learn sitting at the bedside of a loved one that is leaving here and transitioning. There's some things that you need to learn when God takes a job away from you that you've had for 30 years. You find yourself leaning and depending upon other people to meet needs that you would quite naturally be able to meet on your own. There's a purpose in our pain. And David understands this. Because instead of David occupying the palace as the king of Israel, in which God had anointed him to be. He finds himself in a dark, depressing dungeon in a cave. Because Saul has pursued him and desired to kill him. And so David puts himself between a rock and a hard place. Because in his flight and fleeing Saul, He runs from a familiar enemy to a a new enemy, which is the Philistines. David flees Saul and goes into the enemy's camp of the Philistines. For the Bible said that he goes to Gath. And if you know anything about Gath, Gath is the hometown place of Goliath. Yes, the same Goliath that David slew. David, why in the world would you run somewhere where you killed their hometown hero? Understand that sometimes desperations can make us make bad decisions. We we, we don't always think about the decisions that we make. Because there are times that the decisions that we make will put us in deplorable situations. And not only did to make matters worse, is that because of David's fame, the people in Gath recognized who David was. As a, as a matter of fact, these same people began to take David before the king and say, this is the one that they were singing a song about. Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands, including Goliath, the hometown hero. And so David begins to play the crazy man. The Bible said that he began to let saliva drip from his face and get stuck in his beard. He began to claw on the the gates and act like a wild man. To the point that the king said, be away with this man. Why would you bring a crazy man to me? And David leaves the presence of the king and he goes to Adullam where he finds himself alone in a cave. It's at this point that most folk would have perhaps given up. They would have stopped doing what they were doing. David had every right to say, God, this was your decision to make me king over Israel. But God is not working out like that. 
This would have been a perfect time for David to take and just throw in the towel. Say, God, I'm done. But understand that there's something deep down inside of David. David is the sweet psalmist of Israel. And God has put a praise down on the inside of David. And brothers and sisters, that's all I solicit to you today. Sometimes you got to get down deep and get that praise down on the inside of you. Even when things are going wrong in your life, even when there's trouble on every side, you got to reach down and get that praise, that hallelujah praise, that thank you, Jesus praise, despite what I'm going through. Lord, thank you. It's a praise of thanksgiving that David gives to God. That Lord, in spite of what I'm going through, I'm going to praise you. Yes, even from the cave. When I should be in the palace, I'm in the cave. But Lord, thank you for the cave. Because even in the cave, there's still shelter. God is still providing and protecting David. And God will do the same thing for you. All it does is it, it, it takes you praising God. So, so what we're going to look at this morning, we're going to look at three aspects of praising. The first one we want to look at is a posture of praise. I, I, I remember as a little boy, the deacons would bow down when they prayed. We'd bow down on bending knees and pray and go before the Lord. We had the right posture of prayer, the right pros, posture of praising God. And brothers and sisters, sometimes you need to just bow down on bending knees. Need to bow down and go before the Lord. Because that's what David does here. Because he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. No, no, don't misinterpret this word blessed. Because sometimes when we think of blessed, it means that we're making someone better. When God blesses us, we've been made better. God gives us something that we didn't have previously. So God blesses us with it. There's absolutely no way that you can make God any better than he already is. The word here for blessed actually means barak in the, in the Hebrew text. And it means to bend one's knee in bowing unto the Lord. So while David is in the cave, he has the correct posture of praise to God. I can see David in the cave. He, in the cave. He's bowing down before God. Bowing down to God. We need to have the right posture. Because the right outward posture is an indication that there is a bowing down on the inward man. You see, because when you bow down, you're surrendering everything to God. It's an act of surrendering your will to God's will. It's that, like, yeah, yes, Lord, I'm in a difficult place right now. But God, I'm not even seeking my will anymore in this circumstance and in this situation. This is a difficult thing to do. But God, let your will be done concerning this matter. David has submitted himself to God. He's given up on his own selfish ambitions. And he's bowed down to God. He has the right posture of prayer. You see, because when you have the right posture of prayer, you coming into the presence of God. And there's no other place that we ought to be that want to be in the presence of God. 
especially during difficult times. And understand that David is not coming and asking God for anything. He's just grateful that God spared his life. He's grateful that he still has his faculties. And he's, he's, he's grateful that, that, that God has still given him some men to surround him. Some comfort. And God knows how to comfort us in difficult times, difficult circumstances and situations. He knows how to do it. If we would just trust him. He said that I will bless him. I will bow before him at all times. Not, 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 not just when it's difficult, but at all times. The reality of it is that David is not talking about us bowing down 24-7. But what he's saying is that it doesn't matter, God, what I'm going through. Regardless of my situation, I will always bless your name. I will always submit myself to you. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to praise God when things are going well in your life. It's easy for you to come up and, and, and shout and, and throw your hands up and, and give a posture of praise to God when it's going good in your life. But what happens when things are not going that well in your life? What, what, what happens when you get a, a layoff notice or a shutoff notice? What, what do you do then? What do you do when your kids are not acting right? And they're doing all kinds of things, everything that you did not teach them to do. How do you respond? I mean, what, 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 what is it that you do? Well, we have a responsibility to submit ourselves to God, to bow down before him. Because there's everything in our posture that gives God an indication of what's going on on the inside of us. Another good posture, posture of prayer is to stretch out before the Lord. You ever stretched out before the Lord? Has it ever got that bad to which you just stretch out before the Lord? You just lay on your face and begin to go before God. Sometimes, church, we need to do that. Need to get to a place till we will surrender everything to God. Stop trying to figure it out. Try, stop trying to work it out. Take it to God in prayer and have the right posture of prayer. But then we also need to have what's known as the right or a perpetual prayer. Perpetual prayer is a constant prayer. He says in the text, he said that his name, his words shall be continually in his mouth. Brothers and sisters, we need to wake up with a praise on our lips. One of the first things that you need to do is getting out of bed and saying, Lord, thank you. Always get up in the morning and say, Lord, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for watching over me. And understand that this should not stop there. Your whole day should be filled with praising God. Understand that you don't have to make a big deal out of it. There's sometimes that you need to just praise God in your own secret closet. There's sometimes that maybe you need to, you know, on your lunch break, go out to your car and just have a praise fest. Just begin to praise God. If things ain't going right on your job, begin to praise God. I dare you to praise him. And see, won't he work it out for you? David said that, 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 that his, the praises of God will continually be in his mouth. And understand that there's sometimes that, that, that praising God in your heart is not enough. Sometimes you need to verbalize your praise to God. You need to speak it out. You need, listen, you need to hear yourself praising God. 
You need, you need, you need to see, hear yourself say, glory to God in the highest. I praise you, hallelujah, to your name, God. I worship you, God. Listen to you can hear your own praise. When you begin to hear your own praise, it moves something on the inside of you. It gives you that strength to endure and to keep going and keep pressing your way. You need to praise your way through some stuff. Because the enemy is not going to stop. And we need to praise our way through stuff. You need to keep on praising him. And even if you don't see a breakthrough, praise him some more. Even if the enemy comes even more so, praise him some more. Keep praising him right on through your circumstance, your situation. David is in a cave when he should be in the palace. David, David is perhaps going through a, a, a bout of depression right now, but he's praising himself through it. You'll be amazed at the Christians who have become target number one to the enemy. And you keep taking what the enemy gives you. And here all along, you got a praise that moves God. I dare you to just praise him. Continue to praise him. Have a perpetual prayer. Continuously praising him. Don't ever stop praising God. Why? Because God is praiseworthy. He's praiseworthy, I tell you. He deserves our praise. And he's honored by our praise. The scripture said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I'm going to say so. God, thank you. Doesn't matter what comes my way. With hell or high water, I'm going to praise God. As a matter of fact, I get joy when the enemy comes because I can do a praise dance right on his head. It is the praises of the saints that moves God on our behalf. When we begin to praise God, like the psalmist says in Psalms 150, he said, he said, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Come on, somebody. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and heart. Praise him with the timbre and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud-sounding cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything... Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It's a spirit of praise. It's an attitude of praise. We need to have a perpetual praise. No matter what happens, no matter what comes our way, praise the Lord. And then David makes the praise personal. And every now and again, you have to have your own personal praise with God. This, this, this is a praise that's not dependent on anybody else. You see, you see, you got to be willing to praise God all by yourself. If don't nobody else praise God, you're going to still praise him. Say hallelujah to your name. Listen, don't, don't you let nobody stop your praise or block your praise. If you feel like getting up and running up and down these aisles praising God, go ahead and do it. You let nobody stop your praise. Because that's what it takes sometimes for us to get through some things. He said, he said, listen, David said, my soul shall make his boast 
in the Lord. He said, he said, he said my, my own personal soul shall make his boast in the Lord. David, what David said, that my innermost person, who I am, what makes me who I am, is going to make his boast in the Lord. Why? Because David realized that what happened in his life had nothing to do with him. He had nothing to do with his escape from his enemy. David realized that he had absolutely nothing to boast about. And brothers and sisters, we need to understand this because we put so much confidence in ourselves. But understand and realize that God will bring you down from trusting in yourself. He'll show you just where trusting in yourself will get you. But David trusted in Almighty God. He has his faith, his trust in him. He said, my soul, in other words, with everything that I have, God, I'm going to trust you. My soul makes our bus boast in the Lord. Understand that you can't let other people block you. You can't let other people stop you from your praise. Why? Because I didn't die for you. God, God sent his son Jesus to die for you. Listen here. I, I was not there in the midnight hours when you were struggling with circumstances and situations, but God was there. I, I, I wasn't the one that delivered you from the oppression that you were up underneath. It was God that did it. So your praise should be unto God and God alone. Understand that I did not heal you from the cancer that you had. I didn't heal you from the diseases that you had. It was God that did it. It's personal. When I begin to think of the goodness of the Lord and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Don't take long to go back down memory lane. Start thinking of all the good things that God has brought you through, where he's brought you out of. All the mistakes that you made, that I made, God delivered us from them all. It was by the hand of an almighty God that did it. He says, my soul shall make his boast in the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad about it. David gives a couple examples here of why he praises God. For in verse number four, he said, I sought the Lord. And he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. He sought the Lord. He, he, he went searching for God. David was a God chaser. And my recommendation to you, become a God chaser. Chase after God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of this will be added unto you. David sought the Lord in times of trouble. Even when it was good, David consistently sought the Lord. The Lord delivered him. God is faithful and he will deliver us from circumstances, from situation. But only this, but in, in, verse, in verse number six, he puts it like this. He said, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble. Now let's understand that, that just, just, just praying to God is one thing. But when you begin to cry out to God, when you be able to cry out with everything that you have, it's just like a baby crying out because they stand in need of something. We need to become babies in Christ sometimes and just cry out to the Lord. Let the Lord hear it because of crying out indicates that there's some pain going on somewhere. And all of us have some pain 
that we're dealing with. All of us have some issues that we're dealing with. But if you would just cry out to the Lord, God has promised that he will hear your very cry. Because he's that kind of guy. He's just that type of God. That he is concerned about us. The psalmist says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that you visited him. God is concerned about you. He's concerned about everything that you do, everything that you're going through. Every person that has wronged you, God's going to deal with them. You don't have to deal with them. Turn it over to God. Give him some praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Praise his name. Because there is freedom in that. When you praise God, you release everything that you have unto him. You give it unto him. You cast your cares upon him. Why? Because he's able to bear him. So this morning, I solicit to you to, to bow yourself before an awesome king, the king of king and the Lord of Lord. The only one that can do anything about your circumstance, your situation. He's the only one that can do anything about it. Stop putting your confidence in yourself. Stop putting your confidence in other people. Because I'll let you down. You put your confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. You keep looking to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Keep on focusing on him, giving his name some praise. And see what your circumstance, your situation change. Because that's what God comes to do. He comes to change your very situation. As a matter of fact, that's the reason why Jesus came down to this earth, that he might change our situation. He may change our destination. Yes, all of us were dead in our trespasses and sin on our way to a burning hell. But it was Jesus that came down through 40 and two generations. Yes, he did. He came down that he might give his life as a ransom for us. He healed the sick and raised the dead. He showed us how to live this life, this Christian life, that he would call us to. They took him to a, a cross, an old rugged cross, over 2,000 years ago. They nailed him in his hands, nailed him in his feet, put a crown of thorns on his head. He suffered, bled, and died for your sin and for my sin. Why? That he might be able to change us from the inside out. Yes, he died. Yes, he was buried. But glory to God, he rose on the third day with all power of heaven and earth in his hand. And I'll forever praise him. If you have no other reason to praise God, you can praise him for what he did for you on Calvary's cross. That's enough to praise God for. If you don't do anything else for me, God, I praise you for that. I thank you for that. Thank you for what you did. You did for me what I could not do for myself. And so, God, I'm thankful. So we need to praise God from our cave. Praise God from them difficult times, those difficult moments. You can praise God. You have a right and a responsibility to praise God. Yes, you have a responsibility to give God some praise this morning. How dare you sit down on your praise when God has done so much for you. We thank and praise God. Because God is coming back. Jesus is coming back for us. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And I know that I'm going to be in that number. Will you be in that number? Praising God. We thank and praise God, praising God from a cave. Please stand to your feet. The door to the church is open. We offer Christian discipleship. If there's one that come 
and desires to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. To establish a brand new start. This is the time.